home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Fitzy is here on a Full Tang Wednesday program. We started the program, started uh, talking about the Celtics as they had a terrible third quarter and uh, on their way to a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder, a very good team. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about them much. Shea Gildersh-Alexander, one of the best players in the league, and uh, he was great last night, and they get the win. Also, Bill Belichick's future. We had the report earlier from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, who said that, uh, well, coaches uh, or staff members of the Patriots are bracing for change and have begun examining outside opportunities out of necessity. So you don't know who that who that means. You know, is, that Bill o- is it as high as Bill O'Brien and Gerard Mayo, or is it all assistants after that? Who knows? With one yeah, game to like go. a guy uh, now, one that comes to mind to me that w- you would want to be a, a stick around guy because I believe he's highly regarded. Last year, I think he was, uh, I think he was invited to coach the defense, not at the, not at the Senior Bowl, but at the other, uh, maybe the East West Shrine Game. Yeah, yeah. Demarcus Covington. There's somebody you wouldn't want to just lose just because there could be some uh, turnover and turmoil at Foxborough, like. That's a guy that's regarded as uh, one of the bright young defensive minds yeah. of the league. Could you hold on to him? Well, that's why this whole thing is just so ball. weird. And like the whole idea of the, them, like the parting of the ways, and, like making sure they do it right, and like be respectful to Bill. It's like, well, depending on how all that shakes out, and depending on how long that goes, like these guys got to find jobs. You also got to make sure you get the right person in here or the right people in here. Because even if you keep Mayo, like you want to make sure you fill up the rest of your staff to the best of your ability. Like this is going to be. Uh, quite a soap opera as as we go on. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phone. 617-779-7937. Colby is up in Maine. He joins us to lead off this hour. What's going on, Colby? Uh, not much. Just sitting in the driveway. Nice. But uh, I got possibly <laughs> unpopular opinion about right. the Patriots. Let's hear it. We keep, we keep Bailey Zappi. We make him our starter for next year. Ooh. We draft a quarterback for this round, and then – for the rest of the draft picks, we build up the offensive line, make get some more depth in the defense, and basically just give Zappy more weapons to use. You're right. It is an unpopular opinion. Yep. No, thank you, Colby, for the call. That's what happened. Colby, Enjoy the driveway. It's time to get in and out of that driveway. <laughs> get inside. It's getting cold out there. Come on, Colby. Get inside. Get yourself a nice, uh, nice cold beer or something. You've had a, you've had a heck of a Wednesday. I hate that plan. I don't like that plan <laughs> at all. You can tell the second he said it, I was like, Ugh. and Rich is out. Ugh. Like Bailey Zappi, and I was as much of, I feel like, a, hey, let's give Bailey Zappi a go after Max Jones got benched. I don't know how many times. Uh, like, certainly after the, uh, the Cowboys and the Saints game back-to-back. I know talking with Andy Hart every week, he was ready to move on. Then as, as more games piled up, I'm like, let's just see Bailey Zappi. That was one of my issues going into the year, Fitzy, was the number of like beat reporters or even like national NFL people uh-huh. that thought the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi gap was like so wide. Like Mac Jones is so much better. Like he should have the longest leash in the world. And it wasn't just uh, those people. It was also the freaking Patriots 
who cut Bailey Zappi right before the season started. They're like, oh, whatever. Like, we have Mac Jones. On the heels of that thrilling <laughs> affair against the Titans. The yeah. wor- by the way, yeah. did we? I, shame on all of us for not recognizing what a brutal season it was going to be offensively coming out of the worst preseason ever. So for everyone who wants to say, shut up, it's only the preseason. It doesn't matter. I could, like... Yeah, you, the, can, you, you saw it. The things. only thing yeah. came from Malik Cunningham, and he's now backing up Lamar, for God's oh, sake. But the, the Bailey Zappi's not a every week starting quarterback in the no, NFL. He's a, he's like a backup. Yeah. He can play, he can but he belong, he's like he's not a starting quarterback. No, but he's, he's not a, the guy that you're like, hey, beef up that old line and give him a couple of skill guys. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, give somebody else. I still need a, a more dynamic player. Bailey Zappi, yeah, he's good in a pinch. Yeah, he can help you out in a pinch. Yeah, might actually have a stronger, the crazy thing is, might have a stronger arm than Mac Jones. Yeah, oh yeah, like, I think Mac Jones is so far away from the equation. Like, he, I don't think he should be on the team next year. We can sort of cross that bridge when we get to it. But Bailey Zappi, I think, could be on the roster next year. I know he's cheap and he and he's, you know, he's a gamer, if nothing else. But drafting one in the first round or second round, and then bringing in like a veteran guy, like a cheaper veteran guy as the backup. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'd rather do. And then maybe even draft two, like you alluded to. Draft one in the first round. Draft one in the fifth or sixth round, and then bring in a veteran. And then there's your group. You have three brand new quarterbacks in next year. Utah, give me two. Yep. Let's go to uh, John in New York. He joins us next. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? We're doing pretty Hi, good. John. So I, I'm here in Boston this weekend, and I'm driving nice. around, and I put on your beautiful channel, and Thank I'm you. like, Thank oh, this is so good. I love hearing the problems <laughs> going on in New England. I knew where this was I going. I have been putting up with you guys for 20 years, <laughs> yep. kicking on butt, five championships, whatever you got. Mm, I'm sick six. and tired of it. I'm so glad you're going through this. Yeah, and I've had enough. We have lost 15 in a row. I cannot do it anymore. <laughs> this is so painful. You guys are going to finally experience what it's like to be a Jet fan. You're going to go through the next 15, 20 years of misery. It's awful. You have any advice? <laughs> you have any advice for us, John? Yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Let's let turn this into a full therapy what? session. I've been going through this, guys, since I'm eight years old. I'm 56. <laughs> I want to quit the team. I can't do it. I can't quit. My son's a Jet fan. Yeah, Why would you do I'm that to your around. son? I'm I'm over here in beautiful New England. I'm going to look at the trees, look at the beautiful roads. Sure. There's no trouble. There's no fighting. <laughs> and I'm like, these New England people got it made. We're over here dying in New York. And you guys are kicking it and stomping on us every time. And I know this weekend... We are going to win because it's going to help you guys. I guarantee we win this weekend. Oh, that's this is the stuff the Jets do all the time. That's interesting mindset, that's John. Thank you for the call. That's the most Jets fan Appreciate reaction. It. Thank is, you, John. Right. Both both fan bases are just like, what, this, it's, it's so bad. It's new. It's fresher for the Patriots. But for the Jets fans, they're like, yeah, this would be the worst thing ever is for them to. Uh, Please don't beat them. The, the Jets fans like, yeah, watch. Now we finally beat Belichick. Oh, my God. That's right. Well, if you look at the Jets, they're actually going to be picking as of right now eighth. So if the Patriot, if the but there's a bunch, so they're six and ten. The Jets are there's a bunch of teams with seven wins. So if the Jets win, it helps the Patriots, like John said, they'd be picking second, third, maybe, 
and the Jets could fall from eight to twelve potentially. Like that's a big drop, and that's a yeah. What are they? You know what they that's need? A precipitous drop. In, in addition to a quarterback, they should probably now. There's a team. There's a team that should probably draft a lineman in the first round and then grab a like a like a a higher floor, lower ceiling quarterback like a Bo Nix in the second round. Mm-hmm. If you're the Jets, like somebody you know is just going to is steady enough. I mean, watch they'll take Penix and the poor guy will get hurt again. Like, like <laughs> yeah, oh, his uh, athleticism's through the roof. I yeah. love it. Like, nope, that's not the right. He's not the right fit for you, Jets. No, no, he's not. But yeah, that is. I still. I, I still think the Pats, they win. I, I just, it's Belichick against the Jets. Belichick is going to throw the kitchen sink at him. He's probably not going to be here next year. I know a lot of people are trying to talk themselves back into him returning. I think there's enough out there that he is going to be gone. And so why does he need a better draft pick? He's not going to be making that pick anyway. He doesn't care. He doesn't he care. care. He'd rather beat the Jets. It's his favorite thing in the world. It's his fa- Beating the Jets is his favorite. And right. he has an opportunity to do it with his last game with the Patriots. And, uh, keep that winning streak going too that insane winning streak against new york if you are told okay that's it one last dessert and <laughs> like and like you're la- you love a hot you love a brownie sundae right who doesn't love a brownie sun brownie ice cream yeah sure lunch? hell yeah i mean you're, that's what bill belichick is going to do he is going to have himself a big skillet brownie sundae <laughs> on sunday in and the snow 25 yeah. degrees sideways winds it's gonna be gorgeous 300 people in the stands tops there yeah. to see bell it's what's that be... what's that gonna look like what do you think the stands are gonna look like on sunday I don't know, but I'll make sure to take lots of photos and share them with you on the socials, and then uh, pass it around. And then I'll also be on field hosting the halftime show. So, oh, nice. Who do you, uh, who's the special guest this week? Uh, the special guest is me. <laughs> you couldn't get Ben Jarvis Green Ellis to show up <laughs> to play two truths <laughs> and a lie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, next, here next comes yeah. Otis, my man Smith, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and wow, what a treat! Uh, Aaron Dobson to play two truths and a lie with your old pal Fitzy. Week one, Tom Brady was in the building. Week yep. eighteen, it's, it's Aaron Dobson and John. I'm Boyce. actually probably going to say that, yeah. folks. For on the field, week one it was Tom Brady. Week eighteen, you get me God in bless. The snow. God bless you. Uh, if you want to jump in here, you can. 617-779-7937. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. At Rich Keefe Show. Patriots draft situation. We try to make the most of it. What about that QB, Ruben? One name we didn't talk about yesterday. I want to get Fitzy's take on uh, Russell Wilson. The guy will be available. If any interest in him at all, we'll do that coming up next. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Celtics had their six-game winning streak snapped last night as the Oklahoma Thunder took the game 127 to 123. The Celtics were able to cut the lead to as few as two points in the final minutes of the game, but fell short of coming up with the win. Celtics coach Joe Mazzula spoke after the game on the difficulty of playing a team like OKC. Yeah, I thought we were good for the most part. 14. Um, probably could have had a little bit less, but they just have active hands. Active hands, they do a good job of uh, meeting at the rim. Um, you know, it's a tough physical team. I thought it was two great teams. The game went uh, about how I thought it would go um, as far as it coming down to the last couple possessions. And, um, you know, it was a great game for us. 
Celtics back in action Friday night when they'll host the Jazz at the TD Garden tip-off at 7 p.m. The Bruins, however, different story. They left Ohio with the dub last night, beating the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1. Bruins' goals came from Vans Reemsdijk, Frederick Heenan, and Shattenkirk. The Bruins head home today as they continue to get ready to host the Penguins tomorrow night at the TD Garden puck drop at 7 p.m. And the Patriots back on the practice field today. They're getting ready for their final game of the season when they'll host the Jets at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff Sunday at 1 p.m. Miles Bryant and Trent Brown both absent from today's practice. Several other players on limited participation. Those names include Marcus Jones, Daniel Aquale, Christian Gonzalez, Matthew Judon, Riley Reef, Tyrone Wheatley, Calvin Anderson, Kendrick Bourne, Cole Strange, Connor McDermott, Ramondre Stevenson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has not cleared concussion protocol. He will not be playing in Sunday's game. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More of its key show coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. The Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. How about this text? If uh, the Patriots win on Sunday against the Jets, Bill Belichick is gone. If the Pats lose, Bill is back. That's how we know what the plan is. Huh? Well, the better the draft pick, then Bill's Mm -hmm. planning for next year and planning on being here next year. But if they lose, then... Oh, I'm sorry. But if they win, then that's going to hurt their draft pick. But he doesn't care about the draft Mm -hmm. pick because he's gone. Okay, do you all think? Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, I don't know that. if I agree sure. or disagree with that one. It seems a little simple okay. for me, but then again, I am a simple man, yep. and I have a simple question for you. Do you think Bill Belichick will have a Brady-esque slip-up at the post-game presser Sunday, like as in, or uh, EG as they say, when Brady was in all-black, no Patriots outfit to speak of following the loss to the Titans? in January 2020, and said the Patriots, they have a great team. Like, that was the immediate hand tip. We all knew he was gone. Oh, yeah. I think Bill, I think it really depends on the outcome of the game because no, he's never happier than after a Jets win. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from a Super Bowl win. But in the regular season, he's never happier than a Jets win, and he's never more upset than a Jets loss. It's been a long time since there's been a Jets loss. But if you just go back through it, like, he's not joking around after a Jets loss, no matter what the record of the Pats is and whatever else. It means a lot to him. So to answer your question, I think if they lose, I could see him being just so mad about it ending that way and then him just maybe kind of muttering something or whatever. But if they win, I think he's actually going to, believe it or not, I think he's going to be in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he prob- he still will be. I yeah. mean, and I don't think he's going to be sour about potentially – moving on from the Patriots as well because he gets to cap it with a dub. He's probably, if if he's known for a while, I'm sure that there's been some conversation, well, not that, the ultimate conversation. But, like, but all some these sort of reports are like they haven't had this talk yet. Well, it's going to be the graceful exit talk, not the what are we going to do about Bill talk. It's going to be the how do we make this look good for everyone? Because if I had to bet right now, Rich, if I were to open up my app of choice sure. and place a wager, what happens after Sunday? 
Bill Belichick stays, Bill Belichick leaves and coaches somewhere else, Bill Belichick retires. My chip, my action, and you know everyone loves to fade Fitzy. That's right. That's my true. action's going on retires. No way. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think that is the least likely. That's interesting. But that's why this this there's a lot of layers to this. There's a lot of different angles this thing could go. I've been swayed recently. Do you think he's going to retire? I think this could be it. I think there's going to be at least all it takes is one. But I think there's going to be a couple of teams interested in Bill. And whether they should be or shouldn't be, that's another debate for another time. But I think there's going to be teams like you were talking about Carolina even. Carolina Needs that established guy. Tepper is a joke of an owner. He's throwing drinks at fans. Like he, the team loses Screwing every up week. His dr- coaches and the draft picks. Awful. So Bel- Belichick might be like, yeah, I'm used to this. I can do this. I, I have no problem. This. I can do, I can do this for you. Oh, we yeah. didn't have a first round pick to screw up. So perfect. Uh, but like, I think a, a team would want to do it. I think he still wants to coach. Like, I, I think. I don't know. I haven't gotten the sense that. Yeah, he's like, oh, just kind of mailing it in. I don't, I don't get that sense at all. So I think he wants to. I'm sure the Don Shula record's important. When you're this close to it, like, I don't blame him if it is. It should be important to him. So I think he is going to coach. I don't think he's going to retire. But so, yeah, there are really, there's three options. And I think you have people in three different camps. I don't, I'm not saying it's, you know, 33% in each, but there's definitely people strongly believing in each one. And it's a matter of, like, what does Bill want to do, right? If they said the report was Robert Kraft uh, made up his mind after the Colts game. Yep. Whether that's true or not, he made up his mind after the Colts game. Like, what does – do you or what do you believe Bill Belichick wants to do? You think he wants to retire? Or do you think Robert's going to go to him and be like, hey, we can't have you as the coach, and then therefore retirement is then, like – that is the parting of the ways. That is the, the cleanest uh, way of ending it. Or is it truly what he wants to do? Uh, I My guess is he would like to stick around and coach maybe another year or two. But if the Kraft family is right. sold on the idea that it's time for regime change and he's got an opportunity perhaps to have Steve stick around here, work with Mayo, if Mayo ultimately is their choice, the coaching legacy thing for him, setting up Steve someplace comfortably, the way that he's helped groom him to be a defensive coordinator, maybe a coach himself one day. I, I think that matters a lot to Belichick. I think a lot of people within the sounds of our voices probably would agree with that. It doesn't seem like the most agreeable take on the surface. Yeah. Oh, he's got to go get the Shula record. He's got to go somewhere. Yeah. But you know what? When you're in their 70s, moving is a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't care how about, much money people are paying you. Getting to know all these new names and not like, bringing along any friends. True. The names and stuff. But wasn't Gary Myers the one that was like he likes the beach? Well, who doesn't? Like <laughs> he likes the beach. So he go, maybe that he'll go coach yeah. the Chargers. No, but that's the thing. I think a new organization would just be like so enamored by Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And if he was like, hey, I'm bringing uh, my son as the D coordinator. I'm bringing Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. I'm bringing Joe Judge as the special teams coordinator. The other team would be like, yay, those guys all have rings. Like, great. Whereas He's we'd be a like, star. Yeah, we'd be like, good luck. Good yeah. luck with uh, with all that. Now, one name that uh, over like the week that I was out uh, that came up and it was like a big story and it should be is Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos and paving the way for uh, Jarrett Stidham because they wanted Russell Wilson to change his contract. He's got a mm-hmm. monster contract and they're like, if you, they're like, if you don't change your contract, you're, you're not going to play. And he's like, well, I'm not changing my contract. So they're like, all right, then you're not going to play. The guy's having a good year. 
He's yes, act- he is. He's been like really good. I think I was looking this up earlier. I think he's sixth in quarterback rating in the NFL. He has 26 touchdowns to eight picks. Now, he's not throwing for like a million yards, but he's over 3,000 yards in 15 games. He and Cortland Sutton have a thing. They got a thing going, and they were a joke. He was like the butt of all jokes last year. The team was a joke. This year, they're right around 500, and if they, uh, you know, it's not his fault, you know, that they're going to miss the playoffs. He's actually played pretty well. Because I read, but without knowing anything, I just saw it on the ticker, like however many days ago, it was like, Russell Wilson benched Jarrett Stidham starting quarterback. I'm like, what? What the hell? Like, they stuck with him last year. He didn't get benched last year when he was playing terribly. And now this year, yeah, they have a ch- if they win on uh, Sunday, they're, they're going to miss the playoffs, but they'd be 9-8 and eight after what they did a year ago. So what do you make of the whole Russell Wilson situation before we get to if it makes any sense here? So it's, a con- it's, it's not just as cut and dry as Sean Payton has grown tired of his freelancing and him not operating the offense the way that he wants, even though Sean Payton is A, arrogant AF, be yep. a stickler, and see somebody who, like, is, he's a my way or the highway guy. And yeah, that's yeah. what rubs people. Again, here we go back to sometimes, you know, to get things done, you got to rub some people the wrong way. Sean Payton does that in spades at times. Uh, I'd, I'd say this is a combination of Russell Wilson not being his cup of tea. Certainly was not the quarterback that he signed. Wasn't the guy that he brought in. You mix that with the fact that Russell Wilson has this crazy amount of money that becomes guaranteed if he gets hurt. And there's every reason in the world why the Broncos would asset manage or rather liability manage with Russell Wilson and just be like, change your contract. No. All right. Well, you're going to sit down. Why? Because if you break a pinky and can't play, we owe you $37 million. So we'll pass on that. Yeah, but you, like it's a ridiculous contract. It's an insane contract, which they agreed to. Right. Like that was part of the deal. When he but went not to him, but not but not Peyton and Peyton has come in with almost full autonomy. Yes. Okay. Right. But uh, but he inherited it. So like I don't blame Russell Wilson at all for like give me the money that you owe me. Like why would I, I'm not doing pay like, this man his money? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he answered questions. Like he was there in the locker room. He answered questions about it. But it would be a lot easier to sell to the fan base if he was having a bad season. Like the guy's playing really well. He's playing like the guy that you acquired. And now because like football to me it's so stupid where. They're like, wow, you need to change your contract. And then be like, why? Like, who are you going to bring in? Who are you going to bring in? And couldn't you figure out another way to bring that same person in? They already have him. They, they, um, I don't want to go full Diana Rossini here, but they love Stidham. (laughs) I don't care what you saw on the field last (laughs) week. Like, Sean Payton thinks Stidham can execute his offense uh, at a much cheaper rate and can do it just as well, if not more succinctly than Russell Wilson to whatever success they have. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I know for a fact they love Stidham. Yeah. They might want to draft somebody then would be, would be my guess. There's another place that a high, a high floor guy like Bo Nix would be a quality option. Same uh, as uh yeah. Pro football focus. I think they had a breakdown of the 32 perfect draft picks and Bo Nix was the perfect draft pick for the Broncos and for Minnesota, in case Minnesota moves on from Kirk Cousins. Interesting. Yeah, and they're picking, right now, they'd be picking 14th. And so that's also middle of the second round. So that's maybe where Bo Nix could go. Michael Penix, I think, is going to probably find himself in the first round just because of all the hype, how good he was in the conference. Uh, Where's he going to go? It's going to, you know, it's going to be a team in the playoffs that could use an upgrade. Now, it's not going to be the Colts, it's not going to be the Texans, it's not going to be the Jags. Tampa Bay or Detroit? 
Uh, well, Detroit may still want to kick the tires on Hendon Hooker, who they took from Tennessee last year. Mm, okay. What about what what about Tampa? Imagine that. Tampa. Hey, Mike Evans, in your final year, you've got the guy with the best deep ball in college. Can throw it 75 yards standing flat foot. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. Or does, yes, I mean, I think you can, or somebody trades back, like one of these teams that one of the bad teams trades back in, does that classic one where they take a top five pick or a top smart. 10 pick and then they also yep. grab them in the 20s? It's a smart move so you get that fifth year control just in case. Any interest at all in Russell Wilson on the Patriots next year? I do, and I have been poo-pooed and shouted down on that one. Uh, my people are just like, ew, gross, no, he sucks, he's a crybaby, he's a doesn't, He kind of doesn't suck, though, does he? Like, no. he, he's a uh, interesting character, he's very cringy, like the Mr. Unlimited and all that stuff is very corny, mm-hmm. but... Uh, he was sucked two years ago, and, and under Nathaniel Hackett in twenty twenty two, he was terrible. Like it was bad. I thought well, it was. I thought it was Nat dumb. Hackett. Look what Nat Hackett did this year. <laughs> yeah. And for my next trick, yeah. ta da! Take a hike, dude. But he was pretty good this year. And when he was in Seattle, he was fantastic. He was one of the five best quarterbacks for a number of years. And he's going to be getting paid so much money by Denver, he can go sign for a song anywhere else. So you could bring him in, and even if you still draft a guy, so say you don't get Caleb Williams or Drake May or even Jaden Daniels, and you're like, I don't know if this guy is going to start right away. Why not Russell Wilson? Everybody's like, well, you could get Baker Mayfield, who you know I like, or they're like, oh, you could get, you know. Why would Tampa let him leave when it's worth That's true. They should probably just keep him. He's comfortable there. They like him there. I'm sure if Mike Williams is going to stick out his career there and Chris Godwin's there, they probably all all vouch for him. Now, see, here's another perfect case where if he wants to just keep playing small money, have a chance, you know, whether Belichick's here or not, I don't know if that would actually have to do with anything. Uh New England could make some sense because then you don't have to rush your 2024 quarterback right. wherever you get him between yeah. the first and the fourth round out onto the field. You let him learn from dangerous mm-hmm. or a team that does have some real talent like Hawkinson and Addison and Justin Jefferson. Minnesota you draft a quarterback. You bring in Russell for less than yeah. Kirk Cousins, 35. He's going to want. I bet he would cook out there for a year. I bet Minnesota would be a great spot for him. I think Pittsburgh yep. would be a good spot for him, too. I think he could. I think he'd do all right that in Pittsburgh. Would, that would be an odd fit. I just think they, uh, they, they, they had such a drop. Like post Ben Roethlisberger, it's just been a mess, and they've had all those different idiots have a different crack at it, depending on who was healthy. And if you just turn it over, who knows how much longer Mike Tomlin's going to be there? He's been. If you keep being five hundred, uh, maybe Russell Wilson gives him a little bit of a spark. They got good. They got a couple of good playmakers. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We got Phil up in New Hampshire. He joins us next. What's going on, Phil? Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Happy New Year, guys. You too. You too. Um, I, w- I wanted to say, uh, you know, I think Bill retiring is absolutely the least likely option because uh, mm-hmm. Brady and Bill were symbolical in a lot of ways because they were brothers in spite. And uh, if the Patriots push Bill out the door, Bill's going to be spite-driven. And Bill is absolutely going to coach. When I heard Bill likes the beach, all I could think of was, like, Billy likes soda um, from Billy Madison. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> serious, seriously, like, all I could think of my head is, like, that's exactly what you actually need is, like, you want Bill to want to go out and prove people wrong. Hopefully Bob is done 
you know, doing things in a way that he's been comfortable with and decides, like, hey, I'm in a state with a millionaire's tax and i got to spend real money to, and play the, the salary cap game like every other team so we can get some real talent in here. I think a parting of ways could be best. But I want spike-driven Bill. I want him to win a title. I want to say we had both goats. I want him to win a title somewhere else so we can say we had both goats so I can mock all the Peyton Manning fans and I can mock all the Andy Reid or whoever else comes along fans. I want that so bad. All right, because Phil. I think Bill being spite-driven is, is exactly what – I think Linda Holiday free, a nice fresh batch of spite, and, 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 be, and having to prove things wrong, I think, I think that would be just what the doctor ordered for uh, – a nice pick-me-up for old Billy Boy there. It'd be great for the NFL. It'd be great for us. Like It'd be great to have uh, Bill Belichick coaching somewhere in the league next year would be great. Like, it, like just to add to like that whole soap opera angle to it. And yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it is going to happen. We just saw it with Tom Brady. played three years elsewhere. And I could see, especially if Bill, in his heart of hearts, wants to coach and Kraft is like, yeah, but you just you can't coach here. Then I, don't, I think Bill would be like, well, if I retire then Robert Kraft really gets what he wants. Robert Kraft then, because this has been another big report, doesn't want to fire Bill. Like, they don't want it. You'll never have the headline, Bill Belichick fired by the New England Patriots. So if he just retires, oh, my God, Robert Kraft, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything because Mm -hmm. as soon as as Robert Kraft makes a decision on Bill Belichick, one way or the other, what, half the fan base is going to be pissed off at him? We talk to people every night that want him back. We talk to people every night that don't want him back. Just so, type his name into Twitter and yep. then just read. Just read. You guys will be fools. You'll never get a better. Let there be a curse for 30 years upon housecraft. Right. If they let Belichick go. And the other is like, this guy's an idiot. Like, uh, I'll tell you the most damning stat. And it's not about the fact that there were, uh, spoiler alert, everybody, no pro bowlers on the 2023 page. I'm shocked. I know. Weird thing. Ready for this bookend stat? Last yeah. time that happened. The year 2000. Well, that sounds about right. Sounds interesting. That'd be a, quite the ignominious stat to bookend his time uh, in Foxborough. The thing that literally almost had me fall out of my bed with five blankets when I saw it earlier today or last night was that uh, since 2013, no players that the Patriots have drafted in the first three rounds have been re-signed to a second contract. It's unreal. I can't. I mean, who was the last one? Hightower who would ever let Bill Brock? Belichick run a draft again? Yeah, they just all literally. These guys, they just, literally, they they come and go. See you later. Some of some of the no first rounders don't even to get his coaching acumen or intelligence. He can't draft. Can't draft, and that's gonna come back to bite you. You have a you have multiple <laughs> yeah, bad drafts in a row. Get you. Suddenly, you're like, where are good like twenty five year old players? Oh, we don't have any of those. Why is that? How come? Well, we didn't hit on any of the draft picks. But you had ten years. You had a decade. Yeah, but <laughs> how about how yeah, s- no, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> how about how does six rings taste? You know, they taste fine. Thank you very much. I do. I I like that. But I I'm in there with the spiteful thing because the, nobody on God's green earth would want Bill Belichick to retire more than Robert Kraft because mm-hmm. then you can't blame him for anything. And then every, he can be liked by all the fans, and everybody's like, "All right, now like who's going to be the next guy?" And you kind of go from there. But just like a lot of us were pissed watching Tom Brady play for another team, if Bill Belichick's out there coaching up games somewhere else, there's going to be a lot of people pissed at that too. And it's funny because Tom Brady's dad famously said it was going to end ugly. It's going to be like a real mess, he said, when, when Tom left. And he was right. You can apply the same thing to Bill, or at least it's heading that way. We'll see what in the next couple or next month. Yeah. Next month, next week. Next week, right? 
We may. I mean, okay. I mean, so now we should start to. God, there's so many different things we can take bets on. Stiz, you writing all this down in the back room? Oh, you better believe he is. He goes, what? No, he's eating. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah he just eat. had a nice ice cream. You brought me <laughs> an ice cream too. Thanks. Of course he did. Yeah. Have a hoodie? Uh, no, you get a little uh, Ben and Jerry's ice creams. Nice. That's nice. Um, my. All right. So when do we find out? So it's not going to be part of Black Monday because he does not deserve to be part of whenever the other. You know. This uh, just actually. Not to, not to derail the whole show. This Mudslide of coaches. This kind of just blew my mind. I was, Sorry. I think it was because of the holiday week and then the short week this week. Mm-hmm. It just In my head, I was thinking that like this decision isn't coming as soon as it is. I just, I just blew my own mind. It's Wednesday the 3rd. He could be fired on Monday the 8th. Yep. Wow. He could reveal in his postgame right. presser at 4.15 like, well, it's been real. Oh, yo, everything is on the table. He could quit. He could retire. He could resign. He Now, if he gets traded, that won't happen right away. That'll take a minute. Uh, oh, that's going to take a while. If that if there are protracted negotiations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Store, oh, that, wow. I mean, the Shefties and the Garofolos. That's going to take a while. Pelicero. But also, like, when we're on the air next Monday, and if he's not fired, or if he hasn't quote unquote parted ways, what are we saying then? Is he coming back? Like, how many days do you give it? Like, if there's no announcement, how long do you? And actually, my my mind is racing right now. At some point next week, doesn't Robert Kraft have to just be like, he's back? If if he is, if he is back, don't you have to announce that, or you just kind of like let this thing like linger? Like, oh, maybe people forget about it. No, they got they got to announce like a uh, one way or the uh, other a joint presser. Joint presser. Gonna have to have one. We'll send Stiz down. He can ask all the questions. Oh, please! Can I do Go that? Ahead. Get down yeah, no. What? Uh, I don't see a spaz on here. No, it's Stiz. Stiz. <laughs> Stiz. What's your favorite episode of the Rich Keefe Show? <laughs> yeah. Like, get the hell out of here. Get out. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I didn't realize we're less than a week away from the, unless from unless Doomsday. unless Bill stays and then just it, there's nothing to say. So there's no press conference. There's no nothing. Well, you're. Yeah, I guess because he's under contract, so technically that could be their loophole. Assuming there's he stays. been enough, someone yes, but he needs to have something. It's a pretty big story. It's a big story. Yeah, this last game could be on Sunday. It's just it's already Wednesday, so we are uh, we are getting into it. We are getting into the thick of it. Uh, you can join the program six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Just the way the calendar changed that blow your mind like it does mine. Just not keeping track of the days. Uh, we got Kiefer Madness, though, coming up next. This is a, uh, an interesting one. They, or, they normally are. This is, uh, takes place up in Canada, though, Fitzy. So get ready for the, uh, the great north. Uh, Kiefer Madness comes your way next year on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, Keefe, you're a douche. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Kiefer's a nice guy. Kiefer's a nice guy. Okay. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. He squashed her letterbox. 
I just, I've heard that. Uh, I was uh, involved in trying to wrestle an emu in Northern Pickering. All right, here we are. It's Kiefer Madness on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. And uh, that last story, I believe, that uh, the emu story was up in Canada. And that's where we go tonight, Fitzy. A uh, woman who goes by the name of Sonia Semyonova mm. uh, is in an interesting relationship. We will put it uh, that way. And we will hear from her. She took the TikTok to explain uh, this new relationship that she finds herself in. It started back in that heinous year that none of us like to remember, 2020. It was in that year that I moved from Mexico to Canada with my family. And being neither Mexican nor Canadian, I had been lonely for a long time. Lonely despite being married. Because Oh, boy. Lonely despite being married. Yep. All right. Yeah, hey. (laughs) Raise your hand at home to keep the other hand on the wheel. Who hasn't been there? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, yeah, well, anyway. Yep, okay. Moving in the year of a pandemic put just tremendous weight on my partner and me so much that we nearly destroyed each other. In this time, I developed several coping mechanisms, and among the healthier of them was taking daily walks on this marsh swamp that is near my house. Seems pretty good. A nice yeah. walk. Everybody gets some outdoor uh, time. That's good for the for the mind, the body, and the soul. Fresh oh, air yeah. on the old face. Walk walking is as good as you can do for yourself. Light what light impact cardio, yes. a little vitamin yes. D, crisp fresh air. Seems you know, great. change up the thought process. Yep. Who, like wouldn't, who wouldn't advise that? That's pretty good. These were therapeutic walks. I would cry in the rain. I would talk to my. What's that? Cry therapeutic in the rain. walks. Take a quick rain cry. All right, that's fine. Our former producer used to cry in the shower. Very good. <laughs> really? Yeah, John. John would take long shower cries. Taylor Swift bumping yep. in the background. He would just sit on John the floor. Anderson. Yeah, John Anderson would sit on the floor in the shower and have a nice, great place to get it out. I mean, like, yeah. you got someone to wash it away for you right there. Right. Oh, yeah, you're all good. Crying in the rain sounds like something you only do in a song. Does anyone really I don't think anybody's crying in the rain. But I think they did it in La La Land. Maybe. I thought, I thought we were picture. supposed to hear laughter in the rain. These were therapeutic walks. I would cry in the rain. I would talk to my friends. And I would come up with these massive epiphanies about my life and how I wanted it to be. One of the most significant was the realization that I had been craving that rush of erotic energy that comes when you meet. A- now we're talking. All right. Now we're finally yeah, getting somewhere. Hit, see, can you play this at half speed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your partner and that it is not sustainable. It doesn't last. We are human. We cannot keep up with that energy forever. Yet I believed it was possible. I believed I could tap into that erotic life force somehow, somewhere. I know exactly how you can. Mm -hmm. And around the time of this epiphany, I began to notice that about the halfway point in my walk, I would pass a grove of oak trees and one particular tree in that grove called to me. I'm I'm sorry. One of the oak trees. Yeah, one of the oak trees called to her. A tree? Yeah, that's from like a horror movie. That's a horror movie waiting to happen. Yeah, one of the oak trees uh, called her, beckoned her. So I began to stop daily at this particular oak tree, and I began to lean against it, began to hold it and feel held by it, and I noticed that I was experiencing erotic attraction. To the oak tree. Okay. How could you be held by an oak tree? Well, Rich, in fairness, oak trees give good wood. (laughs) Yep. And that's that's why we did this one, just so we could have that. Uh, oh no, there's plenty more. 
Yeah, so she found there's one specific oak tree when she would go on her little uh, cry walks, and then she went out to that one, and she would decide to then hug the tree, be held by the tree, and just kind of be in the presence. Very close. Erotica as well. Right. This is not Erotica. just like, she's not just a tree hugger. Like no, she not is, a tree hugger. She is now, tree lover. now a tree lover. Tree like lover. having an erotic uh, yeah. relationship, an affair, if you will. Kind of, yeah. Um, I wonder know, how Parker listen, feels about this. I, hey, listen, you know, they say sometimes to really be sexually alive, you have to branch out. Oh, that was good. That was good, Nick. <laughs> that was like, good. Okay. Yep, that was good. Yep. All right. Now, this is different from attraction that you experience with another person. This is not about me drawing myself outward. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It instead, it felt like I was getting a download of your... <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful with that. Uh, I mean, the tree is taller than her, so... <laughs> it sure Face is. Face full of sap. <laughs> that would be... Yeah. It's awfully sticky. Of <laughs> erotic life force directly from the source. It never failed me. It was never too needy. It was never too distant. It always welcomed me. All right. Sure. Now, yep. How, how she fell in love with the tree... I'm stumped. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Yeah. But seriously, okay. someone's going to have to get to the root of her problems. Oh. <laughs> um, you must have at least two or three more. He does. He does. Yeah. He does. See the wheels turning. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go out on a limb, but this is not going to last. <laughs> And it filled me up in the way that no other human relationship has ever done. Gross. <laughs> this is the weirdest this is odd. This thing is odd. I have yes. ever heard. I have a pretty open mind, I would like to say. But this is, uh, even for me, uh, a, a bit strange. Do you feel less bad if your partner comes to you? Hey, listen, I have to be honest. I've been yeah. having an affair. Oh, my God, honey, with who? With the oak tree in our backyard. Yeah, the tree in the backyard. And uh, then the husband's like, clearly you must be <laughs> ju-oaking. <laughs> You can see why she'd want the affair. If these are the jokes, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that would be a hard. There'd be there'd be different questions I would have. Yeah, because like, what are you going to go out there and fight the tree? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you feel less bad? <laughs> you, would you yeah. cut the tree down? Oh, I'd cut the tree I would down mow, 100%. I, would, I would saw that tree down. Yeah, it's just coming, to make a yep, real point. hundred. Yeah. <laughs> let him know. Yeah, that's what I did. You're like, why? All right, see here. Yeah, now let we can me see our ask neighbors. you a question. How does this feel? And it is wild. There you go, Stiz. There you <laughs> go. Good one. Go ahead and get in on the action there. That's nice. And it is why I never feel lonely or unlovable. Now, if you don't believe me that nature can have an erotic appeal, then go tell me what all of those pollination acts and elaborate mating dances are all about. The erotic is an energy. Sometimes the erotic is present in sex, but they're not always sharing the same bed. Yeah, does that make any sense? No. No. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. And this is what the oak tree has taught me. It has taught me how to decouple erotic energy from the act of physical sex. Oh, okay. No, nah, I'm still lost. Yeah. Still don't really entirely honey, I've fall, honey, I've fallen in love with the oak in the back. Well, I think it's time that you leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, boy. One is constant and steady, and the other is fleeting. But even in those fleeting experiences, we all know that it is the energy of sex that we're after. 
This is this is a TikTok. This is like a, it's a bunch of TikToks all smashed together. You, I was gonna say because this sounds like a podcast series. Like so, I, you know. By the way, we got a text that said, "Come on, Fitzy, these are not very funny. <laughs> Leave yes. it alone." Yes. Because <laughs> we didn't have the news anchor this time, so we had to make up right. for it. This is what the, how the news anchors would describe the whole thing. So anyway, there's a erotica there. Uh, wow. Yep. In love that is, with the oak that's, tree. That stuff like that doesn't. Co- that's that was pretty special. <laughs> well, that certainly was. Thanks to our <laughs> friends in Canada for that one. Uh, three hours down, one hour to go on the Rich Keefe Show. We got grab bag uh, coming up at nine twenty. But we come back. Uh, our new Wednesday at nine staple. Can I get a ruling? We got a bunch of questions to kick around, and we will try to come up with a ruling for those. Uh, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on Weei.